WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Thursday, February 8th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Loaded show here on this Thursday as we get closer to the weekend. Super Bowl on Sunday. Don, how are you? Good morning. Doing great this Thursday morning. Gregory. Present. And I accounted for. I always feel like you're doing roll call in the morning. I yes. am. Here. Present. Making sure all <laughs> these students have shown up. We have shown up on time and ready to do work. <laughs> for the next four hours, at least. Minimum. All six right. for dawn. Yeah, well, six for dawn. And, uh, I don't know, what, eight for you? Yeah, it's a long day. It's cool. a long day. It's, it's all good, though. It's all good. It's all good. He's like leaning down. What are you? What are you I doing? Just, what are you my, doing? Your makeup. My studio is a mess, and I'm just trying to clean up. Clean it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm. I have so many papers and computers and boards and uh, there's so much going on over here. All right, sorry. We'll get back to Greg in a little bit. <laughs> He'll be ready at 7:45. We've got a great big take this morning. I think on parental accountability, parents, and precedent over a unbelievably horrific case in Michigan. We will get to that this morning. Also, CBS, a little Super Bowl presidential hypocrisy. One guy declines, the other guy offers, and wait till you hear what the network is saying as to what their reason is for why they don't want the former president on television for the Super Bowl. We'll get to that this morning. Also, Rolling Stone magazine is stunned over some poll results with Donald mm. Trump and dictator for a day. I think Van Jones might actually cry when he reads these results. Uh-oh. We'll get to those as we continue. And also, airlines are back in the news, but you're going to have to wait to find out what we're talking about. Keyword, wait. Speaking we will of tell, keywords. We will tell you about that. And speaking of keywords, <laughs> we got a Disney keyword coming Ooh. up at 8.30 today. Yeah. Keyword got, number six. I got a lot of like um, uh, messages Texts and emails yesterday say, "Hey, I missed the eight thirty. I'm like, you, you got to listen at eight thirty. Yeah, of course. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm not your personal. Just because we're Alarm friends clock. doesn't mean that, like, you know, I'm your personal. Uh, Just text everybody in your phone today around eight twenty seven and say three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Dead spin lawsuit that in yeah. the news. We'll get to that. The cut sheet's going to be great. We got a lot of good things to get to." But there is a lot of news, and there was a huge story yesterday, late in the 4 o'clock hour. Let's get to all of the good stuff at 6.05, round number one, the great Don Stenzel. And good morning this Thursday morning, February 8th. Right now we're 33 degrees in Kale & Company News Live. However, I'll tell you when the big spring-like warm-up 
will begin for you. But we do have a lot of breaking news right now this morning because we have an active scene. This is Delaware County, suburbs of Delaware County. I'll take you to at least six people are unaccounted for this morning after a house was set on fire yesterday afternoon. This happened during a shooting which ultimately which injured injured two police officers East Lansdowne, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, suburbs of Philadelphia, making national news last night and into this morning as that home, that area cordoned off because police and authorities want to go inside because, as I say, at least six people are unaccounted for this morning. So it all started with a report, a 911 call of a nine-year-old being shot. Police were called to the scene. So the question is, was this a trick? Is there really an 11-year-old? They know that whoever owns that home has children. And so it's believed to be that after the fire, they've gotten the fire out. It has, it's not safe yet to go inside. But is that 11-year-old inside? We just don't know this. And there are so many questions. At this point, when officers get out of their vehicle, as they were called to the scene there, they were fired upon. That suspect retreats back into the house and then ultimately officers from Upper Darby, because all this law enforcement now is called in, officers down, officers down. So now you have all of these supporting units coming in, including SWAT. Ultimately, at this point, you see them, they drag these officers, literally drag them away from the scene to safety and rush them to the hospital. Unbelievable scene there. Did they fire back at the the suspect? Uh, what caused the fire? Because I, I I was thinking, man, I'm wondering if they fired into the house and then the house exploded. You know, you hit a gas stove or something like that. I Do we know what caused the actual or what happened first? We know from all of the we know from all the residents and there's a lot of cell phone video as well that there was a lot of gunfire. So the question is, did they were they able to return fire? I know that for for the two officers, they started running toward the fire <laughs> because they believed that ultimately there are children inside. Mm-hmm. And so, as everybody, you know, there's all this panic and mayhem. But there were there were witnesses saying, you know, they were saying active shooter, active shooter. You know, people were yelling that. And these officers, you see them, they're running toward the fire, toward the home, because that's where they the nine one one call came from. Right. Wow. So it's just a heart-wrenching situation and uh, many people talking about this last night. And again, as I say, into this morning, the entire block had to be evacuated. Yeah. And a man who lives, one of the witnesses, you know, talking to authorities, they're just telling what happened. But ultimately, further information on the missing individuals, well, obviously that's expected, will hopefully to be revealed this morning once investigators can get inside this charred residence. Fox News broke into it yesterday at 4.50 during their normal programming, and it was I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, what in the world is this about? And I was texting you guys about it. All you could see was the aerial footage. The whole house was engulfed, and you could see the SWAT team and all these different uh, you know law enforcement officials lined up all the way down the block. It was unreal. Yeah, it's... Um so we, we will, we're watching that. It's a developing story this morning. I want to point to another fire where firefighters were real heroes here. Four people in the hospital this morning after they were victims of a fast moving house fire. This happened in the city of Philadelphia's 
only section. So firefighters racing there to 5200 block of C Street. They did pull a 17-year-old boy from the home, saved him, and they say that it was so intense that a 44-year-old man actually jumped from the second-story window to escape all the flames, the smoke. He injured his leg. We don't know if he broke his leg, but severely injured his leg, but survived it. And then we have two other women, ages 48 and 65. They are also being treated for burns and smoke inhalation. The cause of that fire still under investigation, but a very we're being told a very quick response time and that firefighters were able to get these individuals, at least three of them, including that 17-year-old, thank God, they were able to get them to safety. And by the way, I will also tell you that in Delaware County, uh, there was a lot going on. Earlier in the day, there were reports of a 15-year-old involved in a shooting. And that's why, if you wonder why so many reporters, news reporters, were in fact in Delaware County right there, it's because they were actually interviewing Jack Solsheimer, the DA, at that point, about another shooting involving a, a different teenager. So... What's going on in Delco? Action I, Central, man. I know. Wow. Well, you know, East. so East Lansdowne, as, as you know, it's right on the border of yep. West Philadelphia. It is. And um, and remember when we did all the coverage in Yaden mm-hmm. with the police chief who's now suing for discrimination, they called him Chief Chachi. He alleges that he was fired because he's a white guy and they wanted a black guy. Yep. He kept that crime down, and that was right on that border. Of And he talked a lot about that, about hold, holding the line, mm. as it were, and a very highly effective police chief. We should check in on his, actually, his lawsuit. But uh, in any event, we just wanted to bring that to you for sure. We also have, uh, there's so much going on today that I just want to remind you of. In, in Philadelphia City Council, we're always watching council on Thursdays, a point of interest for you. As Philadelphia City Council will be taking up a number of measures this morning, but one of them is actually um, legislation that would block the so-called James Bond devices. Those those flippers, license plate flippers, about $200, and you put it on your license plate and then it flips so they can't see your easy pass or if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, yeah. they can't yeah. run your plates. Oh, really? Yeah. You've never heard of these things? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've seen cool. some people that have, it almost looks like a tinted window over their license plate, but what is this? I don't... This flips it up, so <laughs> if you go through an easy pass, they can't uh-huh. capture your license. Oh, this is a little espionage stuff. Yeah. So it's expensive. It's about $200, but oh. I guess they really work. I'm going to so... look into one of those. <laughs> Stop. I get one on Amazon? <laughs> I would say that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sin. Uh, but we are we are also obviously watching with the Supreme Court... Expected, you know, today to take up the Colorado ballot issue with uh, President, former President Donald J. Trump. Watching that one as well, but yeah, license plate flippers. We'll watch for that among other things. Let's get to your forecast this morning, really quick. Here, Nick Hill's got a great big take for you at six eleven. We want to get to our forecast as we begin the warm up. So near fifty, so fifty two, fifty three degrees, depending on where you are. Quite mild today. Oh my goodness! And then for your Friday. 57 degrees. Again, bright, sunny, mostly sunny skies today and tomorrow. 57 for your Friday. 60 degrees. 60 for your Saturday. Now, overnight Friday into Saturday, maybe some sprinkles. 
nothing heavy. 60, mostly cloudy, but still 60. And then for your Sunday, 52 degrees, the sun, a sunnier day on Sunday, slightly cooler though. And then Monday, the first time that we've seen rain in a little bit. This is Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 612 Thursday morning. Let's get to another big take. The big take on Kale and Company. And the big take this morning is brought to you by Holland Floor Covering. The big take parental accountability. I'm a big believer in parental rights when it pertains to the culture wars in schools and what is being pushed on my children from a political or social or ideology standpoint. I'm also a huge proponent of personal accountability and responsibility. That applies to parents with their children as well. And how many times do we see minors making mistakes that lead you to wonder, what's going on in that household? Does that 16-year-old who just committed a violent felony have a father in his life? Why is that 14-year-old female in the fourth percentile when it comes to her math scores? How did that kid get a hold of that firearm? And why are truancy rates so high? This is all about parents taking responsibility and holding their child accountable. And if they fail to do so, then I am not against parents being held liable. I mentioned last week on the show that I wondered what the upbringing was like for 32-year-old Justin Mon of Bucks County, who was charged with first-degree murder and abuse of a corpse after beheading his father and posting the grisly video on YouTube. Now, obviously, I'm not saying his parents would be liable for his actions as a grown man, But it's fair to wonder if and how they went wrong when he was a minor. Were there missed red flags and any warning signs? On the topic of parental accountability, we zero in on the horrific story of the Crumbly family, shooter Ethan, mother Jennifer, and father James. For those unaware of the details, on November 30th of 2021, Ethan Crumbly, 15 at the time, shot and murdered four classmates at Oxford High School in Oakland County, Michigan, which is in the Detroit area. The mass shooting was with a 9mm handgun that also injured seven others. Crumbly pleaded guilty this past December and has been sentenced to life in prison. But here is where the parents and the unprecedented aspect comes into play. For the first time ever, the mother of the Oxford High School shooter, Jennifer, has been charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Here was the verdict handed down from the jury just on Tuesday. Listen and watch. One of involuntary manslaughter as to Madison Baldwin. We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count two of involuntary manslaughter in regards to Tate Muir, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count three as to involuntary manslaughter regarding Hannah Hannah St. Juliana, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. And in count four of involuntary manslaughter against Justin Schilling, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Thank you for allowing me. She will be sentenced on April 9th, and she faces up to 15 years in prison despite no criminal history. And the historic nature of this case is that it's the first time a parent has been charged and convicted in connection to a mass shooting by his or her child. District attorneys painted the picture that Mrs. Crumbly was a negligent parent and that this could have been prevented by adequate, attentive parenting. They say she ignored her son in crisis and still ended up buying him a gun while not getting him the mental health treatment he desperately needed. James Crumbly, the father of Ethan and husband to Jennifer, he is slated to go on trial March 5th. 
And all of this could have potentially been avoided. Four students dead, seven others injured, including a teacher, a 15-year-old at the time, now 18, in prison for life, a mother and wife who's going away, a father and husband soon to follow, and a family and a community and a school absolutely ruined. All because two adults didn't have the proper commitment, intuition, time, and desire to make sure that their child wasn't a threat to somebody else. Megan Stock wrote an op-ed in the New York Times one week ago on this groundbreaking case, and it's titled, What is the Mother Really Guilty Of? She writes the following, As the mother of a school shooter, Jennifer Crumbly must live with a reputation whose stains can never wash clean. Hunched in a Michigan courtroom these past weeks, Ms. Crumbly has wept at times listening to the testimony against her. As the jury starts deliberating the fate, Ms. Crumbly must know that prison or not, she will always be a walking symbol of gun violence and bad parenting. I personally would alter that last sentence. I would say that Ms. Crumbly must know that she and her husband will always be a walking symbol of bad parenting who glossed over mental health and then resulted in gun violence. And as I've said countless times, sane people don't commit mass school shootings. To my knowledge of having read this story, I'm not sure if Ethan, the son, the shooter, was taking any medicine for mental health, but if he was, once again, doping up our children on pills and then handing them electronics and smartphones and social media and having them zone out and leave us alone is not parenting. It is a recipe for failure. One thing worth noting, Stack writes, while the parents have been excoriated for giving him access to the gun, this is somewhat of a legal dead end. Michigan, at the time of the shooting, did not have a safe storage gun law on the books. It does now. The Crumblies were not legally obliged to keep the weapon locked away from their son. But in my opinion, now, that is obviously what the law was then and what it is now, but it still doesn't negate the fact that the parents need to be a part of their child's life, actively engaged and willing to do whatever it takes when any sort of warning or red flag surfaces. Here's a report from NBC Nightly News on this case. Listen and watch this. Tonight, recorded in a squad car and played for a jury, a Michigan mom coming to terms with her son's rampage. Jennifer Crumley now facing involuntary manslaughter charges for the 2021 Oxford High School shooting, during which her then 15-year-old son Ethan killed four students. <laughs> Prosecutors playing this video from the hours after. In Ethan's two bedrooms, investigators found boarded up windows, a BB gun, and targets riddled with bullet holes. In his parents' bedroom, an empty gun box. Prosecutors arguing Crumbly and her husband, who will be tried separately, ignored warning signs their son could be violent. The defense arguing there's no way she could have prevented the shooting. Oxford's then dean of students also testifying today. The defense arguing administrators could have done more, including searching Ethan's backpack, which contained a gun. Your conclusion was that the shooter's son was not a threat. There, there was no threat. Maggie Vespa, NBC News, Chicago. So boarded up windows in his room, shooting a gun and having a BB gun in his room, and targets posted on the bedroom walls and door. That doesn't sound like standard operating procedure in my world of 15-year-olds. 
And I'm a big believer in the Second Amendment. I'm totally on board with you having as many firearms as you'd like. But the parents didn't find this to be slightly disturbing, something slightly off with their child. It's not like he asked his father to take him to the shooting range to get ready for deer hunting season. This, to me, was a warning sign, and it now looks like a precedent has been set. Be better parents, or be prepared to deal with the repercussions. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning brought to you by Holland Floor Covering. It's the region's premier flooring dealer, family operated for over 50 years, providing exceptional service and professional installation. Visit their two showrooms in Wayne and Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Learn more at hollandfloor.com. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to the Big Take. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in at 1210WPHT on social media or, of course, on YouTube in the Kalen Company comment community. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. Nick Dawn and Greg back after this on a Thursday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, my kitchen is the heart of my home. If your kitchen or maybe your bath is outdated, you got to get it. Kitchen Magic. Yeah, they're local, family owned and operated since 1979 right here in Pennsylvania. They have such a wonderful experience team, which has transformed more than 60,000 spaces. And a dedicated design consultant is going to work with you on your choices for refacing or custom cabinets, backsplash, counters, and tub and shower conversions to get exactly what you want. And it comes with an industry-leading warranty. Right now, Kitchen Magic is offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and listen to this, 10% off your entire remodel. So just visit KitchenMagic.com. 10% off your remodel. KitchenMagic.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning. Hopefully all of you off to a good start. Nick Dawn and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, cut sheet at 745. Also, the latest with Donald Trump, CBS, and the Super Bowl, as well as a poll with Donald Trump from Rolling Stone that we'll get into in a couple of minutes. But we're all parents on this show, Um, and I thought this was a very, very interesting story, interesting case uh, kudos to Stalker for finding this. Um, you know, this this was a I, I recall v- vaguely this story back in it was right around what Thanksgiving of 2021. And I know sometimes people get numbed to all of the the school shootings. And yes, we've debunked the fact that even though they are covered in, in a different light in the social media era, they are not happening at any alarming rate compared to where they were 10, 25, 30 years ago. But this is very important because this is the first time now where it's not just the kid ends up going to jail for the rest of his life or the kid kills himself uh, on the grounds of the school. This is where parents, and if you're a parent out there, like this should be a wake-up call. And obviously the, the odds of this happening to you as a parent are you know slim to none. But the mom's going to go away probably for 10 years She's got no prior history, so four to, uh, four counts of involuntary manslaughter. She gets up to 15 years. The dad's going on trial in the spring, and I think this is a wake-up call. Like, 
when you're parenting, and oh by the way, I like I don't I don't sit here and try to tell people how to parent their kids, but in my opinion, just giving them a device at any age and letting them zone out and having no interaction and not knowing what's going on in their daily routine. You know, even even for the parents out there that work two jobs, 30, 45 minutes a night, you got to be involved with your kid and, and understand where they are emotionally and mentally. And I, I think this is going to be a case that a lot of people are just going to sit back and say, you know what? Um, I don't want to end up like that. I better have a clue what little Johnny's up to. So uh, I thought this was a very fascinating case and, and a very sad one because now you've yeah. got a, a whole family, Dawn, that is just, I mean, they're all done. It's yeah. the kid's away for the rest of his life, and the mom and dad are going to be in, in the can for a very long time. I think that I will be interested to see the dad going on trial, this jury, and you have to watch women. We talk about women because we are really judgmental of other women, especially when it comes to motherhood. I think secretly, I've said this for years, that all women secretly hate each other. <laughs> I believe that. I, I don't. I, I genuinely don't, but I know women <laughs> who are like that, so I know what you're saying. Yeah. But... um. In this case, the fact that, first of all, they revealed that the mom was had had an extramarital affair. There was a lot of stuff that they revealed about her, that she was, you know, more concerned about her her, her horses. She loves horses. She goes horse. It was all about her. Mm-hmm. That was how they painted this picture of this mom. Mm-hmm. And then just how she was on the stand. I mean, you know, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll confess when I watch her and she's so defense, there's no, def- I would be like a dribbling mess. Yeah. I would totally say, uh, just give me the death penalty. This is my fault. She didn't I, come off well, did she? No. Yeah. Nope. And that's part of it. But I, I know that there are many who are going to say, wait a minute. You know, she, she did not pull the trigger. How could she have known? I'm sure that they're going to appeal this thing because the max, even though you're probably right, it'll probably be 10 to 15, but the max is 60 years or something <laughs> she could face. But to me, as a Second Amendment, I am a, a Second Amendment, pro-Second Amendment person. Yeah, okay? same here. Right? But that also means that if you buy firearms and you have them in your home, and I don't care what the Michigan state law is, right. you have a parental responsibility. Correct. And that's the, that is a huge issue for me, number one. Number two, they bought this firearm for the kid and knew when they're sitting there in the office and they see the note. The note is that the jurors have all said that note that he wrote. Mm-hmm. You know that, that basically he was. He, it was a cry for help. Yeah. And 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 the, he can't get these thoughts out of his mind. Right. And How this, do you, as a parent, not go? Oh my God, honey, give me a hug. Yeah. Let's go home. Let me take you to. Let me make you some pancakes, and we're gonna go home, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk to a psychiatrist. You know what I mean? I a thousand percent Jeez. agree. So this jury judged her. On a mom personal level, too. Yeah. This is a, well, I agree with everything you two are saying. I do. As a parent, there's no, I mean, this is, the parents need to have responsibility for this 100%. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is a bad precedent to set. Really? I do. Because I just think that we are, we're so quick to want to blame people and blame things and let's blame the nra and let's blame video games and let's blame parents and let's blame music and let's blame everything when we just we we don't want to get to the root of the problem this doesn't get to the root of the problem this just this 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 basically in my opinion opens the door 
for people to say, well, you know, the the drug company uh, that prescribed my son the psychiatric medication, that's what put him over the edge, sue the drug company. Mm-hmm. Or the gun manufacturer that made this gun, uh, uh, they need to be liable. Or, uh, you know, Johnny, who sold my son... Uh, morphine or dope or whatever mm-hmm. let's let's do it it's just we're just opening it up so to, what do you think the just, root the root of the, the the issue is then is what the root of the issue is well we don't know what the root of the issue was like we don't know this story this kid create um uh, did horrific acts yeah but we're i think the root cause is the mental health I mean, yeah. when you see the red, the, the I mean, the, the warning signs, like the kid had his bedroom window boarded up. Who does that? Who puts up target practice in multiple, like, apparently you heard in the clip he had two bedrooms, and he's got like, you know, the little silhouette of a body that you use at a gun range, and I don't know if the bullet holes through the targets on the wall were from uh, yeah, bullets from a gun or a BB gun, but either way, I don't know, if I'm a parent, I'm not letting my kid shoot a gun in the house, even if it's a BB gun. That's got to go in the backyard, you know, off the tree, into the back of the fence, uh, at the range, in, 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 in your bedroom. I, mean, I did a lot of things in my bedroom as a kid. I, I wasn't shooting BB guns and boarding <laughs> up windows. I think that goes, although I will say it's only a BB gun, yeah. and, but I it goes to the point that you you made in your big take, which you know, is about parental responsibility. And it these parents, I mean, you know, my goodness, they could have spent an hour in that principal's office. And they spent what uh, ten minutes, or I mean, it, it. They had a full hour of the time of right. those administrators. They could have sat there, worked through the. No, nope, we got. Uh, no, he's fine. We got to, you know, pat him on the back, and we got to get back to work and mm-hmm. get back to our lives. These parents were not into their kid. Right. That's that's, and I know I'm I'm being totally judgmental here. Yeah. I am, but as a mom of like, you know, I have teenage sons, so I feel this. I I just think that especially with boys. And that's why I'm interested in the father because mm-hmm. you started out your big take talking about d- where's dad in this Yeah, because mom uh, sounds like she had a whole lot of other things going on in her life. Mm-hmm. Both parents work a lot. They're not paying attention. But that's so, not a crime. I mean, it, yes, it's bad parenting, but it's not a crime. There's a lot of really, really crappy it, it, parents. But Greg, it, okay, parental responsibility. If I'm going to be consistent here and I'm saying that in the schools mm-hmm. we have parental rights, okay, as far as the schools not blocking you out as a parent, whether your kid changes identity or whatever, I'm consistent on parental rights. If you as a parent buy your underage kid a uh, firearm, which all, most firearms are semi-automatic as this one was, if you buy your kid a firearm, you are responsible. It's your firearm. I think it's really about being responsible for your entire domain. Like we talked yesterday about the DUIs. If you go over to somebody's house and you have a Super Bowl party and you know you take everybody's keys because you don't want them driving home intoxicated. And we talked about liabilities when people leave and then get into a car accident because they were liquored up. And it's the same thing like with a dog, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a dog owner and your dog gets out of the backyard and goes down the street and bites a kid at the bus stop. I, I just feel like everything that happens in and around your property like if you're an adult that's on you now i know you free will i mean you can only do so much now if this parent would have you know you know went through every possible scenario to get their child the help that that kid deserved uh and 
he still ended up doing this. But here's the, then I'm like, okay. But apparently they, they laid out a strong enough case that this was a parent. This was specifically a mom that was like living her best life, and the child yeah. was kind of like you know, like, like a Klingon. You could really honestly go to any sort of uh, home and where the child is committing crimes, whether they be violent or you could you could ultimately take it all back to the parents. It's like, well, the parents worked all the time. The kid was home by himself and was up to no good. So, so, um, I know this is an extreme case, mm-hmm. but you could literally tie any crime, any criminal that back to the parents. But it's not any okay. But it's not Just any go down crime. North Philly. Yeah. Go down North Broad Street. But in uh, but, but this in, crime was committed when he was a minor. You see, right. three year olds out on the street. Are these, you know, know. like that, but that's my, well, those parents, if a three-year-old's out on the street, they often do charge the parent with negligence and take away the kid for a time until they figure out what's going on in the house. Mm -hmm. What if, what if this, what if this same mom and dad uh, bought their son a bunch of alcohol and a bunch of kids got drunk and one of them died of alcohol poisoning? In other words, there's certain things like a firearm that you buy your kid you are responsible. I, I With great power comes great responsibility. I, I, so if we're going to have guns in this country, Spider-Man. and we're, I know, thank you, thank you for recognizing, I know. <laughs> but, but I'm serious, if we're going to have guns in this country, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm a gun person, okay, I, I believe in the Second Amendment, but if we're going to preserve that, and I believe we need to, then we need to make darn sure you buy your kid a gun, a firearm, then you, it's on you. I just think that this is just another reason for lawyers to get rich. <laughs> and we're, oh, absolutely. We're just, it's, no, it's, Greg, four kids got murdered in their school. I, I agree. These people deserve justice. But then go back to every single school shooter. Go back to every single Fine. person who commits murder and and tie it to the parents. And then, then lock up every parent, right? I mean, no, that's basically what no. we're saying. Have we ever had a school shooter situation like this? Where every the the everybody in that school did was amazing. The teacher, the principal, the administrators they were they they got the parents there. They were trying to help this kid. And by the way, had those parents just stayed and helped their kid, yeah. they would all be free today. And by the way, their son would four ki- other kids would be alive, but their son his life is ruined, as Nick said in his big take. So I'm just saying, I don't know, I don't remember a time when we had a school shooter where the parents did. Are called to the school the day of, right before the shooting, yeah. and there's this there's this pinnacle moment yeah. that's a turning point. That if if you're one of the parents of the four kids murdered that day, you're thinking, oh my god, mm-hmm. you had a moment yeah. to just yep. like God was going like, take him home, right. help him, and then they not only don't take him home, they don't say, honey, can we see your backpack? Mm-hmm. Where is that gun that we bought you? Yep. Nope. Didn't even think of it. Too busy. 855-839-1210. Let me grab Tammy in Marlton here. She's got some thoughts on this story. Tammy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Um, I just uh, wanted to share a few things. I was listening uh, to the case. Sad situation all around, of course. But um, it did come out in the trial that apparently uh, the through text messages, um, he reached out to his parents a few times about hearing voices and things like that. And the responses he got from the dad was to suck it up. Oh, and the, and the, the mother, um, her uh, response was like she thought he was joking. So there were some 
uh, red flags to me to not take your kid seriously. And he also had apparently had a pet die. His grandma died. His best friend moved away. He did not have any other friends. So there's a lot of things if your child is going through multiple issues that um, it's a shame. And right. she blamed her husband, so it should be interesting, his trial, that it was his fault that he did not. He was responsible for the gun. Yep. Um, her husband was an Uber driver, and but he was the one that actually purchased the gun, and it was his responsibility is what she said during the trial. Yeah, and uh, Tammy, I appreciate the call. Um, you know, this, this whole suck it up stuff, I mean... Like I, I believe in tough parenting. Uh, if I had a, a son, I, I would certainly, you know, be be a little more tough on him than I am with my daughters. But like this old school mindset of when somebody's having a mental health issue, this eighties, nineties mindset of suck it up. Like you know, there's sometimes you do have to suck things up. I'm not saying I'm uh, guilty you, of it too. Hey, like I'm I mean, guilty we're all, of it we're all guilty of it, right? But like sometimes, like when the when the warning signs are so obvious, it's like man, you, you know, we gotta. We gotta uh, yeah. evolve with the times here a little bit. Now, Robert Schwartz on the YouTube chat is saying that the parents did lock the gun away. Do we know that? From what we heard in that clip, there, uh, to my knowledge, is there was the empty case on the parents' bed. Gotcha. So I'm not sure if he had a combination lock or how he got it open or what the specifics were. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. We'll come back and uh, actually, you know, let me grab one more call here. Uh, Vinny is in New Jersey. Vinny, good morning. How are you? Good morning, everybody. How are everybody doing? We're doing well, Vin. Listen, good. Listen, I was just thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm driving up the turnpike, getting aggravated, lifting this whole thing. But, you know, what about that transgender that was shot up to school in, um, I don't know if it was in Tennessee or not. It was I mean, Na- in Nashville, was, yeah. He was clearly sick in the head, right? Yes. Now, his parents knew that, I mean, because, you know, he was born a, born a girl or boy, whatever the hell it was, and now it's a male, you know, whatever. And now... That's mental illness, too. The parents should be held accountable for that. Let's put them on trial, too. You know, it is getting sick what happened with these kids. It really is. Yeah. But we got to draw a line somewhere. You, I don't think, I mean, you can't sue every friggin' parent for everything going on. Yes. You got yeah. these 15 year old. You got these fifteen-year-old kids out in Philadelphia with guns. Yep. Why aren't you charging these parents, too? Yep. You know right. what I mean? There's a problem all the way around it. It's got to be solved, but I don't think it's suing every parent. I got you, Vinny. I appreciate the call. I think the underlying issue with all these kids, we have a mental health crisis with our children in this country. I think it's been exacerbated a lot over the last four years. All right, we'll come back. We'll get some more calls. We've got a lot of Trump news to get to, but if you want to weigh in on this uh, parental accountability discussion, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210. We're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You've heard me talk about Chapman Windows, Doors, and Siding, how much I just love all the work they've done in my home, especially those beautiful wall of patio doors that they created. You know by now that if I needed windows, doors, or siding, I would only trust the Chapman team. You may not think of Chapman right away for siding and stucco remediation, but I would trust no one else with this investment in your home. So if you're thinking of maybe updating your current siding or removing your current stucco and then replacing it with siding, I want you to think Chapman. With the new updated siding choices available, the curb appeal of your home, oh my goodness, it's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to pop. If you're currently, if you have stucco and you want to update it with James Hardy plank or vinyl siding, it's going to add the value to your home galore. And if you're looking to sell, you can bet buyers are going to value that updated new siding. So right now, it's a good time to get ahead of the ball, plan your siding project for 2024, the certified 
Chapman installers are the professionals you want on this job. If you or somebody you know are looking for windows, doors, sidings, uh, siding, shutters, stucco remediation, harder, hardware, I should say, give them a call. You can text them, 610-431-8898. You can take a virtual tour, chapmanwindowsdoors.com. So you can see examples of every, so they've probably got pictures of my foyer in there with all the doors, but you can also see pictures of that James Hardy plank. It's beautiful. So chapmanwindowsdoors.com for all the details. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dawn will have some news to kick off the seven o'clock hour. And we wrap up the 6 o'clock hour with your calls at 855-839-1210. Let's grab Lance, who's in Flower Town. Lance, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. I just wanted to basically agree with Greg. I'm not exactly sure what's happening with the world, but I'm agreeing with Greg more and more. (laughs) The simple fact of the matter is that uh, I am a big believer in personal responsibility. And going way back before this country was even founded, but within Western civilization, we used to have something called debtor's prison. And basically, if you ran up debt, didn't matter what you did or your kids did, they could never get out of jail. Your kids always resume, uh, resume that responsibility. And basically, this is exactly what I see happening by just being able to continue to pass the buck, like Greg said, on to a car manufacturer or a gun manufacturer or a drug manufacturer. Or parents. And, you know, at some point, it's a very sad situation, like everybody said. And not that I endorse these parents at all. They're basically dirtbags, but they should not be held legally responsible. Okay. Lance, I got you. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, Let's grab Joyce in Pottstown to wrap up the hour. Joyce, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? We're doing well, Joyce. Good, good. Um, Yeah, this uh, this case really hits home to me. I'm, I'm the mother of... Um, to, uh, well, I have a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old, both sons. So, um, yeah, I, I feel it. Um, I, I am also, a, you know, big on the personal responsibility, but I can see both sides. Parents have responsibilities, too, to, to you know, see where their kid's at, see what their kid needs. But the problem, to me, lies, maybe not in this case, but in other cases, lies with the mental health, you know, out there, the mental health um um, system because it's really hard to get your child seen by a therapist. Oh, is it really? I did not know that. It, um, well, especially going back a couple years here, 2020, you know, the pandemic, sure. I mean, everybody was doing it, you know, all online and all, you know, and, and your kid spends all day in school online. You want to set them up for some counseling online too. I mean, right. <laughs> they spent plenty of hours, not to mention, I think mental health caregivers get burned out mm-hmm. and don't stick in, don't stick around in their um, profession yeah, for right. super long. And probably um, are not appreciated and compensated as well as they should be when we think about something as important as mental health. I didn't know that there was such a waiting list or a backlog to see, you know, see people for for mental health issues, whether it's psychologists or psychiatrists or just you know special counselors for things like that. I didn't realize it was that big of a logjam to get seen 
855-839-1210. And just the last thing on this, too. I, I, I feel like a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, this is going to be the, the mode of punishment moving forward consistently. This is just setting a precedent. So, you know, you're going to have cases where these, these parents are neglectful, but, you know, the facts will have to match up. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to have to look at, like, you know, the parents' record, what kind of criminal history they have, were all the warning signs similar. It's not like every single parent moving forward forward when their kid pulls off some horrific act is going to be charged but now it's like okay you'll use this case in oakland county michigan and let's say something happens the next state over in ohio well a prosecutor is going to look at that case and compare it and say all right this is pretty much an identical situation here's your precedent but if it's not similar it's not like every single parent will be charged with involuntary manslaughter. So I think it will be a case-by-case basis, certainly. So just wanted to point that out. All right, coming up next, Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. And then CBS gets called out for their hypocrisy when it comes to the president and the Super Bowl. Hour two of Kale & Company next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.